0: Thanks for listening once again to Thinking Biblically About Things That Matter. Today we're starting a new series on productivity. We probably um, all want to be productive, right? We want to live a productive life. We want to um, be focused and and faithful. We want to be good stewards of our um, time, our money, our energy. Um, We want to work hard for the glory of God. And and by His grace, we want to see just more fruit, uh, more good, um, come from our lives. We want to accomplish as much as we can um, for the glory of God. So so what does the Bible have to say about being productive, about um, productivity? What does the Bible have to say um, about that? And so we're going to, that's, that's what we're looking at next few weeks. Um, I want to mention that I'm going to lean heavily on a book called Everyday Matters by Brandon Crow. I'm going to learn from different books as I as I research this topic, as I study it, as I teach it. Um, there's going to be other books that I look at, but that's going to be um, sort of our main book um, that we're using um, that'll help guide um, these uh, these lessons. So, um, if you're if you're local, if you if you go to First Baptist, um, then you can find it in our bookstore actually um if you if you want to kind of take a deeper dive into that um book or if you want to just order it for yourself it's a it's a good one um it's not necessary to listen to the podcast but um but it would be help helpful to to dig into and I just want you to um be aware up front that that's the book i'm gonna um use quite a bit um so so digging in what does the bible say about productivity that's what we're looking at uh today Uh, Today's lesson has two parts. Um, Two parts. Number one, we're going to see Jesus says to love God and to love your neighbor. And then the second part of the lesson is going to be Old Testament wisdom says to work hard and work humbly. So Jesus says to love God and love your neighbor. Old Testament wisdom says to work hard and work humbly. And then, and then next week, we're actually going to take a look at, at what the Apostle Paul has to say about productivity. But today, Jesus says to love God and love your neighbor. Old Testament wisdom says to work hard and work humbly. So let's dig into that first part. Jesus says to love God and to love your neighbor. Now those commands are probably not going to be surprising to you. Some of the most famous words in the Bible, in Matthew 22 and other places, Jesus says, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul and all your man, mind. This is the first and great commandment. And a second is like it, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Scripture is repeatedly clear. Um, You must love God, and you must love your neighbor. Um, Scripture is also clear, if you love God, you will keep his commandments. You will live the way Jesus calls you to live. And for our purposes today, we have to remember that Jesus has called us to be faithful stewards um, of what he has entrusted to us. He has called us to work hard, to be productive. The parable of the talents in Matthew 25 makes this abundantly clear. It's the parable of a man who went on a long journey. Uh, Before he left, he gave his servants various amounts of money to use wisely. The ones who worked hard and invested wisely were blessed. The The one who did nothing was punished. Another parable puts it this way. To whom much is given, much is required. We are commanded to be good stewards of what God has given us a huge part of what it means to love God. Also, Jesus says we must love our neighbor. Um, the book that we're using, Everyday Matters, by Brandon Crowe, says um, keeping God's commands entails loving our neighbor. Being productive means we are thinking not only of ourselves, but of others. Um, this should affect how we spend our time. First Peter 4.10 says, As each has received a gift, use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's varied grace. So, so these things are, are tightly connected to each other. A, a person who loves God is going to keep his commandments, which means, um, which means being good stewards. And a person who loves his neighbor um, is going to do so um, by, by um, serving one another, is, is going to do so by being a good steward of God's varied grace. If we truly love our neighbor, we're going to maximize our time and energy So that we can be truly present with them when we are with them. Um, I think of this as as a pastor. I'm going to maximize my time for sermon prep so that I have bandwidth throughout my week um, to truly care for the people God has um, uh, brought to First Baptist. The people that God has entrusted to um, our church. Um, So a parent's going to work hard when it's time to work. They're going to work hard. They're going to work smart. So they have plenty of time for their children. Um, we, we, I mean, we can't be hospitable with people, we can't be generous with people, we can't help bear each other's burdens if we're not focused on being productive, if we're not thinking ahead, if we're not budgeting our time and money, if we don't have a good plan and if we're not sticking with it. And according to the Bible, being productive is not about what we store up for ourselves, what we can enjoy for ourselves. That's not the end goal. According to the Bible, being productive is always guided and informed and shaped by these two commands, love God and love your neighbor. So that's our first part of our lesson. Jesus says to love God and love your neighbor. So when we're wondering, why should I, why should I work hard? Why should I steward what God has given me? Why should this matter to me? We have to keep those two commands that Jesus has given us. We have to always keep them with us. We have to, we have to keep them guiding us, keep them shaping us. Jesus says to love God and love your neighbor. So that's the first part of the lesson. That's the short part. Second, um, second part is is this. Old Testament wisdom says to work hard and work humbly. We're going to turn now to the books of Proverbs and Ecclesiastes. Next week, we'll take a look at what the Apostle Paul has to say. But today, we're going to, we're going to keep it in the Old Testament. We're going to keep it in Proverbs and Ecclesiastes. These books are very different from each other. Um, but they're both, especially when taken together, especially when understood together, we get a really good picture of what, what it means to, um, to honor God. With the way that we work, um, honor God with our productivity. Um, so, so Proverbs. Let's start there. Proverbs um, is all about the fear of the Lord, right? There, there is no wisdom. There's no wisdom. These are Proverbs and Ecclesiastes are wisdom books. They 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 help us to think the way God wants us to. to they help us to honor God with the way that we uh, make decisions, with the way that we do our lives. Proverbs starts with the fear of the Lord, and there is no wisdom unless we are submitting to the Word of God, unless we are living in the fear of God, which means a right, proper reverence of God, a, a right desire to honor Him. Um, so, so Proverbs, that's how Proverbs starts, and it's just filled with practical advice. All right? So, and what we're going to see, um, because our point here is that Old Testament wisdom says we must work hard and work humbly. What, you, what you'll see as you work through the book of Proverbs is that it's going to emphasize working hard, whereas, and it, it'll have some, it has some work humbly, it has a little bit of that, but it mostly is about working hard, where you're going to see with Ecclesiastes, the emphasis there is on working humbly, and we'll get to that in a moment. But if you if you go through the book of Proverbs, you're going to see Proverbs is calling us to work hard. Proverbs ten four four and five says a slack hand causes poverty, but the hand of the diligent makes rich. He who gathers in summer is a prudent son, but he who sleeps in harvest is a son who brings shame. Twenty eight nineteen says whoever works his land will have plenty of bread, but he who follows worthless pursuits will have plenty of po- poverty. 18.9 says, whoever is slack in his work is a brother to him who destroys. So it's basically like saying, if you're going to be lazy, you're going to be like the person who destroys stuff. You're going to, be, you're going to eventually be destructive. Um, 22.29 says, do you see a, a, a man skillful in his work? He will stand before kings. He will not stand before obscure men. So over and over and over in the book of Proverbs, um, diligence and hard work um, are commended they, it, it is, it drives home the point that if we're going to be wise in the way God wants us to be wise, that must include diligence. It must include hard work. We're not going to take the time right now um, to, to do it, but you could do a little Google search. You could Google um, what the book of Proverbs has to say about the sluggard, about the lazy person. And then you could Google what the book of Proverbs has to say about the ant which is just like the, the prototype for the person who faithfully does their work day in and day out. The person, the person of integrity, the person of diligence. Um, and so you could, that's a fun search to do um, sometime. But what you'll find um, is that if we're going to... What the, the, the main point you're going to see um, as, you, as you study out what the book of Proverbs has to say, you're, you're going to see if we're going to honor God, we are going to be a hardworking people. We're going to be a diligent people. We're going to be a productive people. And that includes, so Proverbs isn't just about working hard, just, just kind of toiling away, but it's also about working smart, planning ahead, making the most of your work. Proverbs one five says, The plans of the diligent lead surely to abundance, but everyone who is hasty, like people who, who don't think ahead, in other words, come, comes only to poverty. Twenty four twenty seven says, prepare your work outside. Get everything ready for yourself in the field, and after that, build your house. All right, so you don't you don't just start building. You know, you you get your plan together, then you get your stuff together. You make sure you have you make sure you have everything you need. You ma- you make sure you have a good a good plan, and then you start working. Um, fourteen four, where there are no oxen, the manger is clean, but abundant crops come by the strength of the ox. What is Proverbs teaching there? Well, it's just saying if you're you know, if you don't have any oxen, your manger will be clean. Um, but if you if you want abundant crops, if you want a fruitful life, then you're going to have to have some oxen. And if you're going to have some oxen, you're going to make a mess. And and problem is just reminding us, if your whole goal in life is to avoid having to clean up messes, if your whole goal in life is to sort of, uh, is to not have much to take care of, you know, if your whole goal is sort of like just easiness cuz we we do i mean i just think of this with children i think of it all the time um i love that we have six children and and i and i i love thinking about their future and this is it's good this is just like it is good to to have children and to raise children if god gives us that opportunity that's a that's a blessing but they're a mess they're a mess anything worthwhile is going to have to be cleaned up after Anything worthwhile is going to take effort and work. So if your whole goal is to never have anything to clean up, you, you're probably not going to have a fruitful life, is what Proverbs is saying. Um, 27, um, starting in verse 23, says, "'Know well the condition of your flocks, and give attention to your herds, for riches do not last forever. And does a crown endure to all generations? When the grass is gone and the new growth appears and the vegetation of the mountains is gathered,' The lambs will provide your clothing and the goats the price of a field. The, 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 the idea there is um, there are going to be some difficult seasons ahead. So why don't you save up? Work hard now. Save up a little extra. If you have an abundant harvest right now, save it. Pack it away. You, you, you may need it in the days to come. 16.9 says, The heart of man plans his way. But the Lord establishes his steps. 27.1 says, Do not boast about tomorrow, for you do not know what a day may bring. And so, so Proverbs there is hinting at also we need to work humbly. right? So we work hard, we plan ahead, but we also realize that our future is entirely in God's hands. We're called to honor Him by planning our lives carefully and working hard to meet our goals and, and, and being ready to, to do all we can to honor and serve God faithfully we're going we're to plan ahead, we're going to budget, we're going to strategize, we're going to weigh our options, we're going to work hard, we're going we're to have a plan, and we're going to work our plan. But we're also going to work humbly, knowing that God is in control of any out, actual op, um, outcome of it. God is in control of any actual outcome of it. We are limited in knowing what will come of any of it. So not only do we work hard, but we work humbly. Now, that brings us to Ecclesiastes, because once again, like I said before, Ecclesiastes is, going to, they, Ecclesiastes is going to emphasize working humbly. Proverbs sort of tipped the scale towards working hard. Ecclesiastes is going to counterbalance that, reminding us to work humbly, um, because Ecclesiastes wrestles with the vanity of life. Ecclesiastes wrestles with the the fact that our mortality and our suffering um, and our confusion make life seem like an enigma, a a temporary, frustrating enigma. Now, that doesn't mean that that Ecclesiastes discourages hard work. No, Ecclesiastes, like Proverbs, encourages hard work. Ecclesiastes 10.18 says, Through sloth, the roof sinks in. And through indolence, the house leaks. And, and not only does Ecclesiastes say we should work hard, we, we should work smart. 10.10 says, if the iron is blunt and one does not sharpen the edge, he must use more strength. But wisdom helps one to succeed. So, you know, just sharpen the blade before you try to cut down the tree. Don't, don't be a dummy. Think ahead. Plan ahead. Um, work Work smart. 11, 1 through six says, "Cast your bread upon the waters, for you will find it after many days. Give a portion to seven, or or even to eight, for you know not what disaster may happen on earth." Um, he says, "That's just saying to sort of take a few risks, invest, invest wisely, and invest widely, diversify. You don't know um, what's going to succeed and what's not going to. So if you have the opportunity to." Um, Take some risks. Um, uh, uh, do a little bit of investing. Um, put some effort into it. Get out there and work at something. Try it. Go for it. Because you, you don't know exactly what's going to come. He says in verse 3, If the clouds are full of rain, they empty themselves on the earth. And if a tree falls to the south, or the north, in the place where the tree falls, there it will lie. He who observes the wind will not sow. And he who regards the clouds will not reap. As you do not know the way the Spirit comes to the bones in the womb of a woman with child, so do you not know the work of God who makes everything. In, in the morning sow your seed and in the evening withhold not your hand, for you do not know which will prosper, this or that, or whether both alike will be good. And so what he's saying there is, is don't wait. You, you can you can wait and study the weather and look at the clouds and look at the weather and think about the wind and, and, and try to calculate and try to wait and, until the... the the circumstances are just perfect before you do anything. Ecclesiastes, Ecclesiastes is saying, "Don't do that. Don't don't try to wait till it's perfect. That ain't going to work. It's never going to be perfect. Don't wait and wait and wait and observe the weather, observe the weather, observe the weather uh, before you try anything. No, you you have you have to go for it. You have to go for it. Be smart. Think about it. Be wise. Um, but but don't sit and wait forever." Nope, get after it. Work hard. Take a couple of risks. You don't know what God will. You don't, you, you don't know um, what God will bless. And, and do it now. He says in, verse, in chapter 12, Remember also you're created in the days of your youth, before the evil days come, and the years draw not near, of which you will say, I have no pleasure in them. You're gonna, the, you are eventually going to get old, and you're not going to have the strength that you once had, um, and you will eventually die. It's it's time to honor God now. Uh, but the, the book of um, Ecclesiastes also um, is is filled with um, I mean it is it is filled with um, disappointment, um, brutal honesty. Uh, because Ecclesiastes also um reminds us that that you might very well work hard and and be um successful i mean the if you read through Ecclesiastes chapter two, he had everything he he worked hard and he had everything i mean his investments paid off he was the probably, if not the richest, one of the richest men in the world. He had all that he wanted. Um, but then he, in chapter two eleven, he says, Then I considered all that my hands had done, and the toil that I had expended in doing it. And behold, all was vanity and a striving after wind. And there was nothing to be gained under the sun. And then down in verse 18, um, he says, I hated all my toil in which I toil under the sun, seeing that I must leave it to the man who comes after me and who knows whether he will be wise or be a fool. Um, yet he will be master of all which I have toiled and used my wisdom under the sun. This also is so vanity. Solomon is just, he's, he's, reason, well, the, the the preacher here, I'm assuming it's Solomon, but he's, the preacher says, I, I've worked really hard, I've succeeded, I've gained, I have all that I could want, but I'm going to die, and I, I might leave all this to, to someone, and they might be a moron. Solomon is just kind of starting to feel the weight of the, our, our lives are, are temporary, And the good things that we earn with our hard work are not as fulfilling as we think they're going to be, as we hoped they would be. And sure, they'll live after us. Sure, we'll be able to pass them down to the next generation. But the next generation might just be a bunch of doofuses. So he says down in verse 24, There is nothing better for a person than that he should eat and drink and find enjoyment in his toil. This also, I saw, is from the hand of God. For apart from him, who can eat or have any enjoyment? For to the one who pleases him, God has given wisdom and knowledge and joy. But to the sinner, he has given the business of gathering and collecting, only to give to the one who pleases God. This also is vanity and striving after wind. Wind. Here's the the book we're referencing, Brandon Crowe's Everyday Matters. Here's what he says. The preacher's comments on human limitations can help us think wisely about living an effective and productive life. He counterbalances our tendency toward pride. No matter how successful or productive we are, no no matter how much we accomplish in life, our works are not permanent. We cannot do everything, and even if we could, the results would not last. Similarly, when he says there is no end to the making of books, he he means it's not possible to learn everything we might like to learn in our lifetimes. Though we should plan and be diligent, no future day is guaranteed. Our long-term productivity plans are really only our best guesses. They're not guarantees of the future. Our efforts are not ultimate. Only God's works are ultimate, and He must grant success. We therefore must fear God and we must not presume upon the future. Instead, we should work diligently today trusting in God's providence. Our works may be limited and we may leave our labors for the next generation, but diligence is nevertheless commended. And so that's the, there's, this, there's this sort of twofold um, principle isn't there when we look at Proverbs and Ecclesiastes together, the twofold principle. On one hand, we are commanded to work hard. That's what it means to honor and fear God. It, 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 that's part of what it means, is to is to work hard. We're to be diligent, but we also have to work humbly. Um, recognizing our own limitations, recognizing that. If if there is any success, it's going to come from God. And if there's any enjoyment, it's going to come from God. Another surprising theme in Ecclesiastes is the command to enjoy life. Ecclesiastes 5, 18-20 says, Behold, what I have seen to be good and fitting is to eat and drink and, and find enjoyment in all the toil with which one toils under the sun the few days of his life that God has given him, for this is his lot. Everyone also to whom God has given wealth and possessions and and power to enjoy them and to accept his lot and rejoice in his toil, this is the gift of God. For he will not much remember the days of his life because God keeps him occupied with joys in his heart. It's fascinating. It's fascinating. Here's another reason for humility is because is because God is the only one who can give the power to enjoy. God is the one who gives the power to enjoy. So so sometimes we think, you know, I have way less than 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 Solomon had, and yet I seem happier about my life than he did. Why is that? It's because God has given us the power to enjoy. God has given us this perspective that, that yes, we we are to work hard, we absolutely are to work hard. At the end of Ecclesiastes chapter 12:13 and 14 says, "The end of the matter, all has been heard; fear God and keep his commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. For God will bring every day and every deed into judgment, with every secret thing, whether good or evil." So this is why we, we work hard, we work wisely, we, we seek to, to maximize our strength, maximize our gifts, maximize our money, maximi- maximize our time and our talent to, to honor God because we, we fear Him. We want, to, we want to glorify Him. We want to live for His honor. Our, our lives matter to Him. So we keep that in mind. We keep that in mind. and and along the way god gives us uh, the power to enjoy because we have this we have this perspective that that yes i'm if i'm going to live wisely i'm going to work hard i absolutely am i i i know for sure that if i don't work hard um you, you know there there won't be any efforts for God to bless the, the you know the, if I if if I if I don't work hard if I don't work hard um, I will be among the fools and I will be among the fruitless um, so 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 I do know that but I but I also know that I may work hard and work wisely and things may fall apart on me I don't know. Only God is the one who can bring good success. Only God is the one who can, who can do eternal good through my labors. Only God is the one who can do that. So I work hard and I work humbly. Um, and, then, and then we also know that, that, that whatever good God allows us to have in this life, whatever blessings God allows us to have in this life, he, he also is the is the only one who can give us the power to enjoy them. So there's just this great humility before God. There's a determination to work hard, a determination to work hard. but there's also this this um sort of persistent understanding that that only He can bless our efforts. And he will do that in, in the ways that he chooses to. And only he is the, is the one who, he's the, he's the only one who is able to give us the power to, to enjoy um, the ways that he blesses us. Um, and so there's just this, there's this, the, the Old Testament just teaches us through these two books. We are to work hard, um, and we are to work humbly. We commit ourselves to being good stewards of our time. Planning ahead, working our plan. And we also commit ourselves to understanding that um, that success in this life is limited. That fruit in this life may very well be limited. Um, that if anything good comes from our efforts, it's going to be because God brings it. Um, and if and if there 's any way to enjoy the the fruit that God brings it 's because of him so not only does he have to bring the fruit, he has to give us the power to enjoy it and so we are always just humble before him, working hard, working humbly and and according to god 's grace um, we 're working joyfully um, next week we 'll We'll uh, see what the Apostle Paul has to say about this. So we've we've thought about um, Jesus's commands that we have to keep. We have to keep these um, at the forefront of our mind. We we do all this to love God and love our neighbor, and then we we keep the Old Testament wisdom in our mind as well. Old Testament wisdom says, work hard and work humbly. And then next week we will look at. All of this, uh, the, the, the idea of productivity, we'll look at it um, according to the Apostle Paul. So until then, thanks for listening.